There's a word from the Lord. Word from the Lord. This is the 10th message in the series of messages, Family Matters. Somebody say, Family Matters. Amen. This is the 10th message in this series. I said earlier this morning that as I was putting together the messages for this series, I heard God real clearly says, I need you to include this subject into this series. And it is a subject that I often preach, try to at least once a year. But God just impressed, he says, make sure you get this subject into this series. This is the 10th message and I will say to the Lord, here it is. And I will say to you, receive it as the Lord shares it with me to share it with you. How many of you enjoy the word of God? Say that again. What I love so much about this series, I know my mom likes it and some of the others. It is not one of those emotionally driven, you got to preach the roof off the house type series. It is just talking to you as God shares with us. So there's a word from the Lord that is found in one verse of a very special chapter in a very special book. In fact, we preached from the book of Philippians on last Sunday. And here we are again. Today we invite you to go with us to the third chapter and the 13th verse of the book of Philippians. We are reading from the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. Paul writes this very special epistle and he says, and I quote, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not yet achieved it, but I focus, I listen to this, on this one thing. I'm not there yet, but I'm focused on this one thing. What do you focus on, Paul? Forgetting the past. Hmm. Looking forward to what lies ahead. I want to say that again. Forgetting the past. Looking forward to what lies ahead. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from three words which will make up our subject. And I want you to embed these words in your spirit all week long. Just wave at someone next to you and says, let it go. Clap your hands and take your seat. Let it go. I will confess that the Lord says someone under the sound of my voice really needs this word today. Let it go. Listen, it is said that one of the most difficult things for many of us, believers as well as non-believers, 
is to know when it's time to let go of past hurts and disappointments and simply move on. It is a difficult thing to come to the conclusion and to actually implement it which you just let go of that which has hurt you, disappointed you, and just move on. Parting, letting go is, is, is not saying that it has never happened. It never exists. But it says it's time for you to be delivered and to move on. Can I speak to someone this morning? Now, this is perhaps even more difficult. And here's where God says, here's my assignment. He says, I need you to tie this together. It is even more difficult when it comes to family issues. Can we just be honest? It is a whole lot easier just to let go some folk that you won't ever see again. To just turn loose some things of some people that you hope don't ever run across your path again. But what happens when it's family issues? You can't ignore their presence. Because we've said throughout this series, family matters. Amen. Family, your family does matter. However, oh, please don't miss this. Take this the right way. We should also point out that although family matters, families can also be messy. I'm pausing intentionally to let it just marinate there, right? Am I right about it? Families can be messy. And unfortunately, there are those who are so stressed out about what happened to them in the past with someone they love, trust, part of their family, that it is now right now, somebody say right now, negatively impacting the quality of their life. You're not the only one who've been hurt by family members. You're not the only one who's been wounded. In fact, the book of Zechariah chapter 13, I think it's verse 6, prophet Zechariah says, and when they asked of you, you will say to them, when they ask what happened to you, why are those wounds all over you? You will say to them uh, that I was wounded at my friend's house. <laughs> King James says, in the house of a friend. Has anybody ever been hurt by someone close to you? Come on. You ever been wounded in a familiar place? Listen, the truth is some people cannot enjoy the blessings 
that the Lord has for them today simply because they are still obsessing over the hurt and the pain of yesterday. Say that again, Pastor Jackson. I think I will. Thank you. Some of us cannot enjoy the blessings that God has for us today. Someone say today. Because we are still obsessing over the hurt and the pain of yesterday. Listen, I said to the church this morning, I thought about this in between services. And God wouldn't just allow me to release it. He says, it is impossible to live in both atmospheres. You would either live in the present or the past. But you can't live in both. I said, Lord, I hear you. And he gave me an analogy. And he says, your car will either go in reverse or forward. But it can't do both. Now, it can stand still and do nothing. But if it's moving, it's either going backwards or forward. You're either living in yesterday or you're living in today. Choice is yours. Every morning you wake up and you're still obsessing over how somebody hurt you, how your third cousin hurt you, how your sister hurt you, how your brother hurt you, why you all are not getting along. You are, you are being controlled today by things that happened to you yesterday. And if, in fact, we are going to declare today as we have done, the devil is a liar we have to do it in all things. Can I get a witness? Anyone want to declare with me the devil is a liar? I am not going to live in the pain and the hurt of yesterday. I am not minimizing, trivializing what you're going through. Please trust me. Don't want to say uh, that is easy. Paul's going to talk about it later in the text. But I'm telling you, you make the choice. If everything you post is about what somebody has done to you, then you cannot brag about what God is doing for you. Either you are still obsessing over what folk have done to you, or you're rejoicing over what God is doing for you. I choose to rejoice. In all things rejoice. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall always be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Listen, I'm not ignoring that something happened. All I'm saying is I am turning the page. In fact, I've decided to put the book on the shelf. I don't even want to stay in the same book. Some of you are still turning the page. I've changed books. Amen. Uh, you, you need to just change and say, God, you're going to do a new thing in my life. And what has happened has happened. Now I'm looking forward to what God has done and what God is doing and what God will do. Listen, I've come to realize that in life, this is so important. It is not always the bad things that are around us that causes us the greatest problems. 
Think about it. We give credit to the wrong things. I'm broke. That's why I'm depressed. I'm sick. That's why I'm going through. They treat me bad. That's why I'm going through. But God says it is often those painful memories, those painful demons of our past that we can't seem to shake. Ooh, can't seem to let go. Truth of the matter is some of you have been holding on to things too long. We are getting ready to flip the script. It is a new day in God's sight. Either you're going forward or backwards. Is there anybody? In fact, as the Old Testament said, Moses, who's on the Lord's side? Who, who in here this day would declare with me? Come on, can we take an unofficial poll? Some of you get up a little slower than others, but if you got to hold on and just get up, and because I just want the Lord to see who's on God's side. I, I, anyone in here? Lord, I choose you. Woo! I choose you. Listen. Listen, my brothers and sisters, perhaps we all have some past family issues that we need to just let go. Uh, the truth is we all do. We all have been wounded in familiar places. <laughs> we all have been hurt by faces who were not strangers. <laughs> we all have been stabbed in the back. We all have been tripped up. We all have gone through some stuff. But here is what I've come to realize. It is time to just let it go. Somebody say, let it go, let it go, let it go. Because in order for me to have what God has for me, I've got to let go some things of my past. Greater is coming. Greater is coming. These are just not feel-good words. I believe them from the depths of my heart that God has something greater coming for you. Anyone know that something greater with your name on it, God has it coming your way. Ah, uh, indulge yourself for a moment and say, Lord, greater is coming. God, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Wave at someone and say, God's got something. Woo. But he refuses, as Jesus points out in the parable, to put new wine in old wineskin. <laughs> Either your attitude is going to change or God's going to pass you by. I'm preaching to someone. Don't you look back over your life and you regret that, Lord, well, why, why didn't I realize this? So God says right now, the day that you hear my voice, Scripture says, harden not your heart. God is speaking to you right now. And God said, this, this is the last day of July in the year 2022. I challenge you, don't take this mess into August. Don't take your drama into August. In fact, I said to the church, don't even take your drama past 1230 today. I, I'm, I'm going to give y'all 30 more minutes to obsess and think about it and pray over it. But the moment we offer the benediction, I need you to walk away and say, I'm a brand new creature. What The way I came to church is not the way I'm going to leave the church. The way I went to bed last night 
It's not how I'm going to bed tonight. I believe that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can even ask or think. Get ready, get ready, get Let it, let it, let it, wave at someone and say, let it. Woo! Let me get to the text. We've had an incredible worship experience. Thank you, Antoine, for your transparency. Thank you, young people, for the energy. Thank you, church, uh, for your, your spiritual understanding of what God is doing. In this text, as we said on last week, Paul writes this very personal letter to the church in Philippi. Told you last week it was one of my absolute favorite books in the Bible, four chapters. Paul writes to one of his favorite churches. It is the church in Philippi. Paul makes it so personal. Why? Because he established this church on his second missionary journey. This church was very supportive of Paul's ministry, both spiritually and financially. A whole lot of folk will support you spiritually, but they won't sow a dime into the ministry. Won't ever sow a seed into the ministry. Paul says he didn't ask for it. He didn't beg for it. He did not even hold the other churches uh, guilty when they did not do it. Paul says to those in Philippi, he says, even when I wasn't expecting it, you sowed into my ministry. That's why I love you so. Chapter 3, verse 1, upstairs, go with me with that. Uh, change your plans a little bit. Three, thank you, guys. NLT, listen to what Paul writes. He writes to the church in Philippi, whatever happens, <laughs> my dear brothers and sisters, Listen to this. Rejoice in the Lord. Stop right there after that sentence. Whatever happens. See, Paul writes this from jail. He's in Rome, in a Roman jail, about to lose his life. And he wanted to write to his favorite church. Did not want them to be depressed when they hear the word that Paul had been beheaded on Nero's chopping block. So he says, whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, he says, I want you to rejoice in the Lord. He writes, I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Whew. Then he shifts in verse 2. Look at verse 2. He warns them, when you love people, you warn them, right? I, I, need, I, I wanted to put this up on the board. I didn't get a chance to do this at 8. And so I wanted to put this on the board because I want somebody to see this. Oh, don't miss this. Y'all put your glasses on. Do whatever you got to do. The print is big enough so you to see it. Look at that first clause of the second verse. Watch out. <laughs> Preach to this side of the church. 
young people, especially my young ladies, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> watch out for those dogs. And I'm not talking about Omega sci-fi dogs. <laughs> There's some red and white dogs and blue and white dogs and, and no Greek dogs. <laughs> okay, just watch out for those dogs. Those people who do evil. Those mutilators. <laughs> uh, watch out for those who spread religious and theological hearsay. Just to, just to make themselves look deep. Paul, Paul writes, I, I love you personally and I, and, 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 and I want you to know that there's a reason I'm writing this to you. And then he drops down to verses 7 and 8. Uh, Paul shares his very personal thoughts with these faithful believers. He instructs them in these verses seven and eight not to go around bragging about their personal achievements and their personal accomplishments because earlier between verses two and verse seven Paul shares with them how he of all people had every right to brag Paul outlines his credentials Woo! You know what God dropped in my heart, Elder Fred Cursey, between 8 and 11? God told me to tell you, by the way, your legacy is more important than your resume. Ooh, who am I speaking to? Because there's some resume building folk right now. Uh, Thomas, they do everything to build their resume. They brown nose, they go network, they do this. and this. I'm building my resume. And God says, your legacy Resume is your credentials of where you are. Legacy is what you leave behind. God says your legacy is more important than your resume. Forget my resume. When I'm dead and gone, I want my legacy to be as Dr. King says, if I can help somebody, then my living has not been in vain. Who am I preaching to? Paul takes the time in verse 7 and 8 and say to them, don't, don't worry about these things. They're not as valuable as you think they are. Look at what he says, and I read the text for you. He says, I once thought these things were also valuable. But now I consider them worthless. What do you consider worthless, Paul, circumcised the eighth day, Hebrew of Hebrews, set at the Sanhedrin court? I consider all the education I've received, he says, it is worthless because of what Christ has done. Woo! When I gave my life to Christ, I put my resume on the shelf. And I said, God, for you I live, for you I die. God, I will put you first. Look at what he says. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. What have you put aside so that you can get closer to Christ? Personal question. What are you willing to part with so that you can get closer to Christ? 
What if you had to change your circle of friends? What if you had to change your network? What if you had to change some things in your life that you can grant? What are you willing to turn loose? Even the hurt and disappointments of your past so that you can get closer to Christ. Verses 12 and 13, Paul writes about letting go of, past, of the past and pressing forward towards the future as they strive to live the godly life that the Lord expects. Look at the text. First of all, I had to let go some things. And when I did, God said, here's your goal now, Paul, to live a godly life as I expect. Not as the world expects. I don't really care about being validated by you. Amen. You, you don't need to be validated by anybody else. I told you last week, one friend by God is better than 100 people friending you in social media. So what if 100 people like you and it's not pleasing with God? Paul said that. He states in verse 12 that although he has not yet reached that goal of perfected godly living, he continues to press on. And then he writes in verse 13 these iconic words. Paul writes at the end of verse 13, forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. Then he says in verse 14, I press on. Oh, is there anybody in here ready to flip the script and say, Lord, I'm ready to put it behind me. I am ready to move forward to what God has for me. God is challenging us right now to do something that is not going to be easy. Forgetting the past. Look at this text. Three key insights from this incredible, iconic text that I want to leave with you. And we're done. Three key insights from Paul's words to his favorite church, the church in Philippi. Number one is this. Ah, and, we, and we stated it during the introduction, but it is so important. And I need you to pay attention to what has been bold-faced. Words were chosen very carefully. We must, I need someone in here to say, let go. Of the burden of past hurts and disappointments and I want you to stay right there <laughs> because here's something that I've realized I told the church this morning I did this message three weeks ago this message was done three weeks ago pastor Mac I sent it to you three weeks ago God says but I could not shake <laughs> this word burden if I was stuck right there so much so that yesterday I couldn't even go out of the house couldn't even leave I just I'm, I'm in my prayer closet Mother Jackson and God says I need you to impress on those under the sound of your voice that there's a burden in their lives on their lives and here's what God said to me for the first time in ministry he says, we sing the song that God would not put any more on you than what you're able to bear. How many of you heard that? 
God will not put any more burdens on you than what you... And here's what God said to me. And it wasn't made clear until yesterday. Sure. Yesterday, God said, here's what I want you to remind them. Most of the stuff that's on them, I didn't put it on them. Can I preach? Can I, can I, can I have a transparent moment? God says... Tell them that the stuff they're going through, no, no. Don't get all deep and say, oh, Lord, I'm going to make it because you won't put any more on me than what I'm able to bear. God said, I didn't put that mess on you. Most of the burdens you have, you picked up yourself. You carried yourself. You put it on your own back. A lot of you are in the mess you're in now, not because God is testing you. It's because you put it on yourself. You picked up the burden. Somebody said burdens. Somebody said burdens. And then I had to close my iPad. I had to just take a moment. And God says, in order to validate the point, I need you to rewind the tape of your own life and remember your greatest struggles that you went through. And I need you to examine the origin of your problems. And what I discovered is that a whole lot of my problems were not put on by God, but caused by Darrow. I made that choice. I made that decision. I spent that money. I chose the wrong people to put in my circle. Somebody got it. Somebody's getting it. Somebody's getting it. Somebody's getting it. I know you're burdened. I know you're burdened. But a whole lot of those burdens you brought on yourself. Woo! But on this last day of July 2022, we are about to unload some burdens. Let it go. Let it go. Let it. Let it. Y'all do me a favor. Just throw it off your back. Do this. Unload! Unload! Let it go! Let it go! Take the burden off your back! Take it off your back! Come on, somebody! Watch God! Watch God! Watch God! Watch! You have been carrying it too long. You've been in this place long enough. Amen. 
Look at someone say, you've been in this place. You've been moping around, feeling sorry for yourself. You've, you, you've been having pity parties too long. Now it's time to unload all of that and watch God turn your situation around. Get ready, get ready, get, get, get Do it, Lord. Somebody said, Lord, help me to get rid of it. Get rid of it. Second key insight. And we're done in seven minutes. <laughs> Second key insight. After you unload it, after you let it go, the next key word in Paul's text is a word that's spelled F-O-R-G-E-T. Look at somebody and say, you've got to forget it. You've got to forget it. You don't obsess over what you let go. You've got to forget it. Am I right about it? Listen, I shared the analogy this morning at 8 that I've shared during Bible study all the time. Every Friday morning, Richland County uh, Garbage Service comes to my neighborhood and picks up my trash. Whew. I'm going somewhere. And picks up my garbage. You saw that word in Paul's text? So Thursday night, it is my job to take my Herbie Kirby full of garbage and roll it to the road and set it on the side of the road once I put it to the road walk back in my house wash my hands the last thing that's on my mind will be the garbage that I've thrown out I may go and think about something else I may think about the bills I've got to pay. I may think about something else. But I have, maybe you have, I have never lost one week of sleep on Thursday night concerned about the garbage that I put out to be picked up on Friday morning. Somebody in here needs to let it go. Stand to your feet and say, it's gone. It's gone. It's, it's, roll it out. Y'all, come on, do me a favor. Grab your garbage and roll it out. Sometimes, sometimes you may be slow because sometimes, you know, cuff is my neighbor. Cuff is my neighbor, right? So sometimes it may take you a long time to get it out because I see car. <laughs> but eventually it gets out. And once it's out, you wash your hands, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't care how you struggle to put it out. Once it's out of your life, leave it out of your life. Give God your best praise. 
it's gone it's gone somebody declare it's gone it's gone send somebody a text later today and say it's gone it's gone it's It's gone. And here's the third and the final one as you stand to your feet. First thing Paul says, let it go. Second thing, forget it. Look at someone says, let it go. Forget it. The third and the final insight, press forward. Woo! Paul intentionally chooses the Greek word press. The Greek word press, time would not permit me an opportunity to even get into it. But it means a struggle. It means it is hard. It means it is not easy. When Paul uses the word press, he is talking about something that is a struggle that is not easy. Some Thursday nights, I have more garbage in the Herbie Kirby than I would like because I've got a certain lady in my house who does yard work and she decides sometimes to put all the leaves and the garbage which she shouldn't put. She put all kind of stuff in the Herbie Kirby and I'm thinking I'm going to put out just the kitchen trash and I'm rolling limbs and trees and everything else and it gets hard to get it to the corner but eventually I get it there Lisa and when I get it there I forget it look at somebody and say it's a press but I got it there it was a press but I've got over it it was a press but I am going forward Lord I press Lord I Lord I Woo! Listen, letting go and moving forward will not be easy. It's not going to be easy. But we should always remember that with the Lord's help, it is achievable. Look at somebody say, you can do this. Ah, You can do this. We don't hug and touch anymore. If this was pre-COVID, I would have y'all hugging everybody. Some of y'all say, I'm so glad we don't do that but just wave at someone and say it is achievable tell them you can do it you know why we press forward first corinthians 2 and 9 can i leave you with first corinthians 2 and 9 blow it up put it on the screen put it somewhere uh this is what the scripture means when it says no eye has seen no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Ah, In other words, I've got to get it out because God's got something better coming behind that. Look at somebody so no eye has seen, uh, no heart has heard, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has for you. Get ready, get ready. The altar is now open. Leave your seat. Run down these aisles and say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. Press. 
press press look at somebody and say press Woo. let it go let it go let it go let it go somebody ought to be moving this way right now let it let it let it let it let it thank you musicians let it go let it roll it come on grab the garbage let it it's gone Rob there's a new day God's doing something in your life God's doing something new God's doing something new get ready get ready Three words, let it go. Three words, write it down, send it out, text it, put it in your notes, put it anywhere you have to. Let it, let it, let it, let it. I know you've been hurt. I know it's a struggle. Listen listen to the words of the song written by Israel Newbreed. What a moment you brought to me. Such a freedom I have found in you. You are the healer who makes all new see I, I, I believe in speaking it forth uh, open your mouth and say all things new I'm not going back <laughs> can I say that again I am not going back I'm moving ahead to declare my past is over all things are made new I'm moving I am moving I'm moving forward chosen generation Ooh. going back Ooh. moving ahead <laughs> did you declare to you Ha! 
With all power in your hands, you have given me, given me a second chance. Hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going back, I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you, my past is over in all things are made new. Speak to me, Lord. my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. Oh, forward. Moving, moving forward. something coming behind that that is so much greater whew, than anything in your past one more time before we pray Anthony you make of you that are joining us virtually Ooh. you cannot go backwards and forward at the same time you cannot live in the past and enjoy the blessings that God has for you today and tomorrow at the same time 
the three insights will be on our web page but they're very simple let it go forget those things you have let go and press forward to what God has for you let go the burdens of your past forget those things that you have let go and press forward towards what God has for you let us pray eternal father we thank you we bless you God I have fulfilled my assignment you asked that I include this subject in this series and I've done what you requested I thank you Lord because I, I just believe not because I preached the word but because the word was preached that someone somewhere is going to be delivered someone somewhere would say July 31st 2022 was the last day I obsessed over something in my past Ooh. I believe that someone will refuse to carry over in a new month uh, what has burdened them for months. Whew. They're ready to turn the page. In fact, they are ready to get a brand new book. And we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. This is our prayer. This is our desire. That someone would walk away from this service today making and declaring that you've made all things new. Uh, bless them in a special way. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. Come on. Uh, yeah. you may, if you want to be saved, if you want to give your life to the Lord, the elders and the ministers are standing at the back. You want to join the church if you want to be a member of this congregation. Amen. Amen. If that is your desire, someone is in the back. If you're viewing by way of internet, God says, I'm doing something new, right? One more time. Everybody lift your voices and oh, tell me you made you made Yes you have Wow Listen as we prepare for the benediction I want to thank you so much for your faithfulness want to remind you that hearing the word is not enough. Amen. You must accept the word and allow the word.